Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of Black Girls Talk, the podcast where we reflect on things that we think all Black girls and allies should be talking about. We're your hosts, Corel and Emily Rose, two Black girls who just love to challenge the status quo. So today we're going to talk about pretty privilege. So what is pretty privilege to you? Um, to me, pretty privilege is the way you are allowed to move through the world based on your appearance and like the advantages you gain from said appearance, right? And I think pretty privilege comes like, like there's different levels to pretty privilege. And I also think there's different kinds of pretty privilege because not everyone is pretty in the same way. Like there's levels to it, as Kevin Samuels <laughs> would say. <laughs> You know, not to use that man as a credible source, but <laughs> if you're talking beauty, like, there's a scale, right? And not everyone's, like, and there's some people who are beautiful in the face, and there's some people who are beautiful in the traditional, like, the way your body is, and there's some people who are both, and there's some people, you know? So I feel like it's the way you're allowed to move through the world based on people's perception of you. Yeah, that's actually um, more or less my definition. Um, like, the all the privileges that you get from or all the opportunities or the doors that open up for you due to the fact that people deem you attractive, that people consider you beautiful. And at first, actually, my definition used to be um, the opportunities that are made available to you due to the fact that people are attracted to you. But I realized that in the case scenario where like a young child is getting pretty privileged because, for example, like we know that, I don't know if you know this, but um, prettier kids often get more attention from their parents. <gasps> yeah, so <laughs> so the prettier kid gets more attention and is just gets a better experience. Um, Stop. When it comes to child rearing, and the parents aren't attracted to their child, right? Oh it's my just God. Deeming their child is beautiful. So when you kind of put that into it, or when you just put any sort of like. Um, like an adult who finds a child really beautiful and therefore treats the child better. It's not due to attraction. It's just due to the fact that they acknowledge the fact that the child is beautiful. So sort of in that no. sense. Yeah. I, d- I did not know that parents treated their children better or worse based on their... P- Yo, that's her... No, because imagine you're the ugly sibling. <laughs> and then you just see your siblings get... Tr- I mean, I can't really I- ask my brothers how they feel, but... Ugly ducking just- IRL. Yo, that's so, much. that's horrendous. Some people really don't need to be having children for real, for real. Because <laughs> that is, yo, what? And I think that's ridiculous. And I want to segue into this question. Now, we know what it is. How important is it to you? Okay, see, the thing with pretty privilege is that it's very interesting and it differs depending on circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, So depending on, like, so I'm going to use, like, so depending on the type of person you're around so depending on what their attraction is your experience based on pretty privileges differ so all throughout my life in high school um middle school high school whatever i went to a predominantly white high school right so the men there weren't really checking for me you know so (laughs) (laughs) i did not have pretty privilege um in the sense that like my friends like the guys would ask them out or the guys would like jokey joke with them or like flirt with them or like want to help them with some stuff because they were pretty and like the guys wanted like a chance to like hook up with them whatever 
me I didn't get that like I was friends with them but because it was like Emily's one of the guys you know like that was my experience with it so it's like like they saw my friends as pretty but not as me and also because I'm like taller and I'm a negro so listen those two (laughs) things combined (laughs) and a PWI just really doesn't leave many options um so I do think it's more important than people want to give it credit for right because people always want to just be like oh well you know pretty privilege is not that important just work hard right but it's like girl like it's not just a thing about work it's also a thing about like who you can be friends with right certain parties you don't get invited to if you're not part of a certain group a a certain group you can be part of if you don't look a certain way or have a certain attitude but the thing is that specific attitude right that goes with those specific groups of people comes from years and years and years of being told you're pretty oh right so Sorry to interrupt you, but excuse the sound in the background of a bunch of cars in Emily's neighborhood. <laughs> we love the sound of suburbia. Listen, it's people are coming, you know, people are coming home from the cottage. You get me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, and I think that people often overlook right that, right? People are, it's really easy to say, oh my god, girl, you're a queen, have confidence in yourself, when you've never had a reason to not be confident right it's really easy to be like guys like lift your head up queen your crown is slipping yep. na, 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 na. but it's like okay but your entire life you've been skinny and validated by everybody around you so you've never had a reason to doubt yourself right yeah so i think it is very important and i don't think it's talked about enough because people don't take it seriously because they think like talking about anything external is considered um what's the word vain yeah but it's more than that in my opinion The thing about pretty privilege to me is that it encompasses so many other societal structures such as fat phobia, ableism, Mm. racism, featurism, that to me, just recognizing pretty privilege, it's important, but it's not enough. Because the Mm. same person that recognizes the existence of pretty privilege is not necessarily the same person who's recognizing the existence of white supremacy. And if you're just recognizing pretty privilege without recognizing fat phobia, without recognizing um ableism and um all the discrimination that comes with being neurodivergent all of that if you're not recognizing those things as well then what are you really doing because pretty privilege comes with all those things it encompasses all those things and the more you respond to what society wants in terms of all those other forms of discrimination the more pretty privilege you have so without recognizing that like pretty privilege is pretty futile if you don't recognize those other things as well. That's why I think that those things, if when it comes to which conversation we should be having, yes, we're talking about pretty privilege today, but I do think that conversations about like racism, fat phobia, homophobia, transphobia, I think those are more important to have than just saying like pretty privilege is real, pretty privilege is here. Well, I feel like you can have both conversation at the same time. Like, I yeah, feel like the conversations about, as you said, futurism, fat phobia, ableism, et cetera, et cetera, all kind of fall in. Well, they, obviously, like, those conversations are way, way more complicated than just, like, you know, pretty privilege. But I feel like, as you said, those are kind of subsets of pretty privilege, right? So fat people are not seen as attractive, right typically black women are not seen as attractive unless you fit like a very specific set of criterion you know so it's like if you have like i don't know how to word this but it's like if you have like quote unquote a bad setting right so if you're not the default if you're not skinny blonde white pretty right 
So if, par exemple, if you're black, right, or if you're fat, right, you have to be the good type of black or fat to be considered pretty, right? So you That's can't just be thing. like, you can't just be fat, right? You have to be fat, like a curvy fat, like a slim, thick fat. You can't just be black. You have to be black like Lupita Nyong'o, black like a Ryan Destiny, like a Normani, right? Yeah. So even like within these marginalized groups that like, where the thing is like oh my god uplift everyone there is still like a very specific type of person being uplifted so i feel like even within these spaces that we've created for ourselves to kind of like get away from the status quo and like make you know marginalized people feel more beautiful or feel more mainstream there has still become kind of this hierarchy within those groups which i find really weird and that's why I think that that's actually why I think it's more important that we talk about featureism and colorism rather than just summing it up to pretty privilege. Because someone can come to me and be like, I have pretty privilege. But what does that mean? What exactly what advantages you actually recognize to have over other people? Do you recognize that you deal with like the fact that you are light skinned? Do you recognize that you have advantages because you're slim? Do you realize that you have advantages because you're a fat ass? Or are you just telling me that you that you're cute and so people like you more? Because there's the difference, you know, like you can recognize that you're pretty you know, you can flip your hair and be like, I'm cute, but if you're not if you're not recognizing that, oh, you being light skinned or you having curly hair or you being or looking like a Coke bottle gives you an advantage, then we're not really having any sort of conversation here. We're not actually discussing anything. You're just calling yourself pretty. Mm. I don't really feel like anything is going on. That's sort of why I feel like it's more well, not more I wouldn't say more important, but I would say it's important that the pretty privileged conversation be followed by those conversations as well we can't have the pretty privileged conversations without them that's what i feel that's how i, I feel agree about it. Mm-hmm. yeah so um you already kind of discussed your relationship with pretty privilege so i guess i can talk more or less about mine but um actually no i do want to ask do you feel like you've gotten to a point or do you feel like at any point you've experienced pretty privilege and what's been your experience with it um i think for a long time i didn't think i was pretty because i was basing my attractiveness or my prettiness based on the response of the men around me so it was like the men at my school didn't find me attractive so automatically i thought i was ugly i did not like myself you know i constantly was trying to change myself because i didn't think i was good enough for these raggedy ass men you know let's not even get it (laughs) but like yeah and i feel like once i graduated um period we're graduates (laughs) um (laughs) high school graduates high school graduates still i mean no high school graduates calling themselves a graduate actual graduate students call themselves graduates listen we made it past uh, some people cannot say that they graduated high school so am i gonna flex my diploma i am anyways okay (laughs) um I think that once I graduated and moved to a more, like, because I moved from the, a suburb to a city. And so automatically, when I started living in the city, I felt like more people um, were receptive to me, like more men. Mm. And so that automatically kind of sort of increased my self-esteem. And I know it's really bad to say that, like, my self-esteem is tied to the way men see me. But, like, if I'm being, if I'm keeping it, like, you know, two Virgils, like, that's just how i feel like i feel as though it's honest when 
I finally started seeing more men who looked like me and being like friends with other women who also looked like me, mm-hmm. my confidence started going up because I realized that it's like my features are normal, right? That I am attractive, that someone can like me. Um, and I don't need to like try so hard to change that many things about myself. So I'm like, do I think I benefit from pretty privilege? Like meh. Cause I feel as though like, Am I pretty in, like, the standard, traditional sense? Eh? Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm ugly. And I think I can look, like, really, really good. But, like, realistically, I feel like I'm, like, an average, like, on a Kevin Samuel scale. Like, oh I feel like gosh. I'm a... Oh, my gosh. Please don't, don't do that. Do <laughs> like, I feel like that. I'm a... Si- no, but, like, I, I feel like there's a problem with people not wanting to call themselves average. No, but I'm I'm not talking about you calling yourself average. I mean on the <laughs> Kevin Samuel scale because there's still like we're still questioning which side that man is on. And while we're doing that, until See, we get 100 percent confirmation, so I don't need like, anybody else scaling themselves from Kevin Samuels. Five being the average, I feel like I'd be like a six, seven, like on a regular regular day, mm. and then like on a done up day, I can boost myself up to like an eight. I feel like you mm. know. Yeah, I see but I think I'm pretty. But I don't think I benefit from pretty privilege because I don't think I'm, I'm not systemically pretty, but what's the word? Mainstream pretty. Or conventionally? Look at you, conventionally pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about you? But yeah, same thing here. It's more like I kind of grew up my entire life. Well, not my entire life. What am I saying? I grew up for a good chunk of my life around like small, slim, white girls who were getting all the boys, even though I didn't really want them. But still, like, the validation is still cute. It's still nice. And I wasn't getting it. And so, because at the time, I also, like, it was at the time when, like, being fat was, like, terrible. Like, you could not call someone fat. Fat was just the, you know, that C. Like, fat was the F word. Like, you couldn't be out here calling people fat. And I was bigger than most people. I, was, I mean, most people. I was bigger than the <laughs> slim white girls my age. I... Um, went through puberty faster and all that and so my idea of my body and my beauty was like I had no beauty basically in my mind like I I was not beautiful and so that also reflected on the way that I took care of my body I did not like like I wasn't really patient or kind with my body at all I did not give my body any allowance like if I didn't fit into clothes it was a terrible experience and instead of just like giving myself that chance to find what works for me i was just really hard on myself and just i don't know i guess i just i didn't i didn't really give myself enough space or allowance to just exist and so when i grew older and i started have like people started like noticing my bodily features it was like wow this is so fun i love this this is so entertaining (laughs) bodily features it was so fun this is so entertaining i love this but then at some point it's like this is boring i want someone to actually want me like the Mm -hmm. person that i am and i was always defined by like the great things about me or i mean i guess the reasons people liked having me around was because i was intelligent and i worked hard and my work ethic and i do anything for every for anyone i love that motorcycle but right shout out (laughs) but i do anything for anyone and just that sort of thing and i was just tired of people not actually wanting to 
be part of my world. I was tired mm. of people wanting to take what they can get and then leave. Like I just I wanted someone to actually want to figure out what's in my mind. Like what am I thinking about? What's going on in Kara's world? Instead of just being like, well, Kara's smart. Let me get some help from her. Kara has a nice body. Let me get that. Kara had well, not that anyone took anything from that in <laughs> high school. I can pride myself on that. <laughs> but um yeah like it was just everyone wanted to take their piece and after a while it was just like like it and kind of shaped and it kind of came into the whole idea of pretty um the whole conversation pretty privilege when i started like actually dating and i actually started meeting people and people started expressing their interests and i was receptive to it and then suddenly i'm like wow i i am actually considered pretty to people that uh, that matter to me because I don't feel I don't want to diss anyone, but being considered pretty by someone that I'm not at all interested in doesn't <laughs> count to me. <laughs> it does not count to me because the thing is, like, guys, I don't know, like maybe it's just my experience with high school, but guys, I've seen a lot of guys who will run for literally anything, literally anything that is in their path, they will take it, you know. <laughs> and so being wanted by just any Tom, Dick, and Harry is not that much of an honor. But actually being wanted by someone that you want as well was something that I thought was only reserved for women that were prettier than me. But then I actually started <laughs> being wanted by men that I wanted. And it was like, wow, this is such an this is such a great experience, actually being wanted by the people that I want. And so that's when I started believing that, oh, like I might actually have something worthwhile in terms of looks, like I might actually be attractive in that sense. Do I believe that I benefit from pretty privilege? Do I believe that I can just bat my eyelashes and get on a yacht? No. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> Yo, I've been wondering this recently, really rant like how do people even meet like NBA players or soccer players? Like, how do you, do you even do get into a relationship that? with a rapper? Like, how do you get to how that tier? I was watching this one video of this girl that's like, yeah, I just dated basketball players. Like, she was a regular girl. She had nothing really going for her. She was like, like yeah, I just dated basketball. How do you do that? How do you even get in that circle? Do Where do you, do you meet all of these? Maybe I need to move to the States. But anyways, side note. <laughs> Back to one of the I'm not moving to the states. Wait, sorry. Before you go, before you say that, I am not moving to the states, to the United States. We're Canadian, by the way. I feel like (laughs) I I feel. I don't know. I don't know if people know that, but now you do. I'm never (laughs) moving to the United States because being like prettiness is also relative, Mm. right? So you can be Toronto pretty. I don't know if I'm Toronto pretty, but you can be Toronto pretty and then go to LA and be LA ugly. Oh, I don't okay, wanna... LA? Jesus Christ, you have to pick, like, the most superficial place in the... Like, no one said you have to move to LA, you can move to, like, a Chicago, like, a Milwaukee. I don't know, I could be Milwaukee, like, Milwaukee, kind of, like, below average, like, you know, like, right on that below average line, you know? And I fear that, I fear that a lot, actually. I actually mm-hmm. fear that a lot, because I know more or less where I stand in terms of, like the pretty spectrum like the ugly to absolutely stunning 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 spectrum but i know where i stand here like in the mm. toronto region but i don't know where i stand elsewhere and i don't want to find out <laughs> <laughs> especially because you, like especially when you look at the states like everyone's wearing laced fronts eyelashes yeah, and nails the sta- i the don't do that <laughs> the standards are up like you need to keep up with the joneses and 
I don't do that. So I'd rather just stay here, stay where I am, comfortable, get the people <laughs> that I get. I know who I'm going to get. I know who I'm not going to get. I'd rather just stick with that. But yes, can continue to say what you, what you were trying to say there. At one point, you said something about how... Um, you know, at one point you kind of started defining yourself based off of, like, what other people, like, like the qualities you had to offer to other people. And I feel like I can relate to that because for the longest time I was like, okay, well, because I'm not pretty, I have to be funny. I have mm-hmm. to be outgoing. I have to be loud. I have to make my presence known so that, like, when people meet, like, my friend group, they remember who I am because like typically like guys will be like oh like you know like what's your friend's IG what's your friend's snap like when I was in high school and stuff and they would remember my friends because they thought they were attractive so I was like to offset that offset anyways (laughs) that man is a menace not the point (laughs) to offset that I kind of felt like I had to up my personality Mm. and kind of like do the most to be kind of remembered or to be liked or for people to want to be around me because like people who are considered traditionally pretty don't really have to do much they can kind of just hang out there and then people will invite them to stuff people will want to befriend them etc 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 but because i did not benefit from pretty privilege in that way i didn't get to kind of just sit back and have friends flock to me like i actually had to like put in work and it wasn't always you know like and now that I think back on it, I think of, like, my personality in high school and stuff, and I was like, a lot of the time, like, I was doing a bit much. Like, it really, <laughs> it really did not have to be that extroverted all of the time. Like, life is not a big, like, improv show, you know? And I feel as though when you don't have pretty privilege, you kind of try to make up for it Yeah. in a bunch of different ways. It's cool. How, it's, well, not cool, but it's... It's funny how you made up for it by having this very welcoming personality for other people because while well, we've known each other for a long time and I actually envied that from you like the fact that you really? made yeah the fact that you had a very welcoming personality and it made it so that people came to you because they actually wanted to know you wow you know, it was a facade to, girl. it came to you <laughs> <laughs> they came to you but they came to you for you you know, they came to have more of what you have to offer in the sense that they actually liked the vibe that you had to offer. But for me, it was more like, Kara's smart. She can help me with my homework. Or Kara's smart. I should team up with her for this project. Or Kara's resourceful. I should ask her this question. Or Kara knows this. It was just about what I can offer them in the moment. And so mm-hmm. um, even throughout, like, like honestly, through a, a large portion of my life, I had these very... Um, I don't know what word to use, but these friendships that would like be that would that would come every once in a while, mm. you know, like these friends that would pop up. Hey, Kara, we're such good friends. I need help with this homework, and then you wouldn't hear from them for like three weeks. Hey, Kara, we're such good friends. I need help with this project. Hey, Kara, we're such good friends. I need help for this. Hey, Kara, we're such good friends. I need help for that. You know, and that was yeah, that basically defined a lot of my friendships for a lot of time. I know who. Like, I know that I also don't really talk to people all the time, but besides that, like, I also know who is just there to benefit from me. At the time, I didn't care because it was better (laughs) than nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having more people that I called quote unquote friends, even though they were using me, there were still people that that wanted me around for that period of time. And I was like, wow, this is so, this is so, I'm so honored that you wanted me to do your homework, that you wanted <laughs> me around to do your homework. Even though after that, they basically just ignore me. 
I've personally never even had that many friends. Like, as long as I can think back, like, the max friends I've had at the same... Like, when I, okay, the thing is, I don't call everyone that I know my friend. I hate when people do that. Like, a lot of people are your acquaintances, G. Use the right terms. Like, just because you <laughs> met someone, you got their IG, got their snap, you wish them a happy birthday. Like, that doesn't mean y'all are friends. Like, you are that person's acquaintance. Like, I... So... Like, close friends, I've never really had that many. Mm. And I feel like it's because I've never really... Because I've spent so much time faking my personality, I kind of sort of lost what that personality actually is. Like, in every single setting I go into, my personality is different. And that's not a thing of like, oh my god, she's so fake. It's a thing of just kind of like trying to adapt and trying to fit in wherever I go. And so because of that... I don't really have a personality and that's one thing I've always admired from you because I feel like you have a strong like character you know like you are like you're a person you know like people say that a lot (laughs) but they also say that to like call me hard-headed you are hard-headed yeah that's not what I am (laughs) but to like because I don't mold to situations Mm. and I'm often very like if I decide that things are going to be that way they're going to be that way come on Capricorn I am not a Capricorn. Aren't you? Oh, no. You're, you're not. Aquarius. I'm literally an Aquarius like You're an Aquarius you. twin so, Oh, my God. Okay, but you're like, on the, now. Like, you're like on the border. Like, you're like yeah. a day late, a day late and a dollar short as usual. Three days. Uh, uh, no, your birthday is the 21st. 23rd. <gasps> Come on. <laughs> I mean, who am I to talk? I still think your birthday is the third. It's not the third, is it? It's really not. It's three days after that. It's the sixth. Oh, so I guess we're both making look, the same mistake. Look both trash. Oh my god. Well, yo, I really can't miss Who's on the 21st? Anyways, not the point. But yeah, people, this is so, this is such a huge tangent from the previous <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but people called me hard-headed. But actually, I can connect it to the pretty privileged conversation. Period. I was hard-headed in a way that any other, like a girl of another race could be hard-headed. And she wouldn't be attacked the way I was. She wouldn't be come out the way I was. Like, I was hard-headed, yes. But I'll be completely honest. There is a part of me that truly believed that in all those situations I was hard-headed, I knew what was best. I agree. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not going to apologize for being hard-headed to anyone I was hard-headed towards. But, I agree. Yeah, regardless, um, had I been of another another race, had I been like, you know, a white Latina, we would not be having Yo. this conversation. I would be spicy. Spicy. Pretty privilege allows you to be goofy and sassy and, you know, quirky without yeah. getting shot on for it. Right? Like yeah. a pretty person is allowed to like just go around and like, you know, do fuck shit and like sit on people and like just do random yes. shit. And it's like, oh my gosh, she's so quirky. She's so funny. She's yes. so like, she's so fun. But if someone who's like 20 pounds heavier... Or if someone who was like, you know, who's like wasn't as attractive went around and did the same things, was like, yo, she's so weird. Like she's yep. doing too much. Yep. Yep. Like yep. why is she doing all that? Like okay, you watch anime, I get it. Okay, you do this, I get it. Like why are you yelling at me right now? But like a small, like a petite person can do it. And then it's all like, oh my god, she's so fun. She's so bubbly, energetic, and it's just like, yo. Yep. And I always found it, and this is maybe me. This is maybe me going too far back in high school. But I always found it so like interesting how like you went to the camps right you went to those <laughs> events how like there are girls just doing everything like yep. doing anything they want touching guys practically like getting in anyone's space being loud doing anything they want and i knew like i just looked at them and i knew that i could not do that 
like, I knew that if I even I... dared to come, oh my gosh, you're so oh you're God. so funny. Da, 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 da. And then I put my ass on this man's lap. <laughs> Yo, I to this day I am not like comfortable around men like that. I feel like that's my own internalized self. Like, but I I don't think I'll ever be the girl to just walk into a room and feel like any guy like i feel like that's a symptom of privilege pretty privilege you can walk into a room like this is heterosexual of course you can walk into a room and look around and be like any guy in this room i know for a fact he would hook up with me if i let him yeah you know and so that gives you the ability to kind of just do whatever you want i never really had that in high school and so now i've actually even lost the ability to tell when people are flirting with me Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. literally my friend has to tell me he's like yo emily the guy he was flirting with you he let, i was like huh no he wasn't because i'm automatically like a guy who looks like that cannot be attracted me. to me and it's not even and the thing is it's like i know i'm not ugly but like i've internalized it so much and like i've internalized the messages from like oh you know you know this might be like it's like this cameroonian thing every time you see like an auntie that you haven't seen for a while the first thing she says oh you gain weight oh you lost weight oh this that and the third they comment on your physical appearance like it's that. not just a cameroonian thing i think it's like an i mean i know it's like a west african thing at least i don't know if other people like, like dang like and so i've just internalized all of those things so i'm like okay that's a skinny white boy so automatically does not he cannot me. like me but then yeah. my friend will be like yo he was flirting with you and i was like oh say word oops <laughs> <laughs> was not aware yeah i've had people like when i talk to guys and i i remember i told someone that i don't flirt and that i just match energy right that if someone gives me this energy i just match it i don't really flirt but then they're like no but if they're giving you flirtatious energy and you're giving it back you're flirting with them <laughs> right and i've been accused of leading <laughs> sorry I, I hit the table with my leg but i've been accused of leading people on Ooh. a couple times because i'd be like because we'd be talking and then they'd be and then i talk maybe i talk about other guys or I talk about just not wanting to get in a relationship. Or I talk about how I'm just not interested in them. And then they'd be like, then why have you been talking to me like this this whole time? <laughs> why have you been flirting with me this whole time? You know? And it's just sort of this, well, I'm sorry. I didn't know you'd be interested in me in the first place. I didn't think I'm, I was someone that people would be interested in. You know? It's just, yeah, I guess shifting into not being interesting to anyone. Being insulted in your youth. Being... Like, I don't know if you've had that experience, but I have been called, like, ugly and unattractive and just been insulted in my youth to being attractive to people. It was just a really hard shift, and I don't feel like I'm fully, Mm -hmm. I'm fully shifted to people can actually find me attractive. Yeah, like, the shift from being considered, like, unattractive to being attractive is like a mental thing it's it's not just a physical glow up it ha- it's like also a mental thing that people yep. don't really talk about because it's not just boom you lose the weight you're slim thick and automatically niggas just start flocking to you and you know you're living this Lori harvey lifestyle like no like there's still this kind of like psychological thing from it's like oh when i did look like this or when people did talk to me like that you know what i mean and so you kind of don't really know how to deal with it and you're kind of still stuck in like that past mindset i don't want to call it trauma because that's a bit i feel like that's a bit much but yeah like and the thing about that is i didn't lose the weight i didn't change my body i didn't 
I don't feel like I've changed in any significant way, but maybe like, you know, I take care of myself better, but I didn't make any drastic changes to my body that would have made my mind feel like it was justified for me to switch that in that way. You know, like I didn't make any drastic changes in the way that I looked that would have because if I had if I had, you know, worked out and started looking slim thick, you know, my ass was out there, you know, the the waist was snatched and everything was going on great. Then in my mind, then my mind would have made that switch because it would have been like, look at me, I'm the ideal body. But my body didn't change. You know, my body didn't change throughout that process. It, it grew, obviously, but it just grew more into the body that I had in the beginning, that I had in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's not like my mind was able to make that shift in the first place because I felt like I would always be at that same point. As long as, long as I have this body, I'm always going to be at this same point in the spectrum. Pers- oh, sorry. Personally, it's a very weird shift because I feel like I've had body dysmorphia for as long as I can remember, like, I've always thought I was fat. In elementary school, in high school, I've always, like, there's no point in my life where I thought, like, I was a decent weight. Like, I've always, as long as I can, like, remember, I've always been trying to lose weight. Like, even in sixth grade, like, at one point, like, the thigh gap was all the rage. So I was in my fucking bedroom at 12 years old doing freaking thigh gap exercises. Like, and the thing is, I look back on pictures and I'm like, yo, you were fine. (laughs) you were regular and i look back on pictures in like even when i was in grade like 11 i'm like bro like you look fine like your body type like it's okay and so i think for me to make the shift and realize that like hey your body actually is quote unquote desirable and hey you actually do look fine like you don't constantly need to worry about you know changing yourself was really important to make and still like i'm not like 100 percent there yet still working on it but it's like to like look in the mirror and say like yo like whatever body type you have right now like somebody else wants that and it's like you look good bro like you like i look back on pictures and be like oh wait she's got a waist wait she's got some you know and it's kind of just like and it's it takes some time for that to set in when for so long you've been told that like oh, you know, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. But it's like, do I though? Because I actually look really good. <laughs> like, but to me, it's like trying, it's, it's also trying to let go of this idea that the closer I am to being skinny, the happier I will be. I'm mm-hmm. trying to let go of this idea that if I look back and I realize that I was skinny all along, it's just going to make my childhood like, it's going to be like, see, this is the happy ending I was looking for the whole time. I was skinny all along. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want that to be the lesson that I learned from all this. I want the lesson that I learned from all this to be my value as a person does not revolve around my weight. It doesn't revolve around the features that I possess. It doesn't revolve around how close I can come to, um, how close I can get to the beauty standard because I'm never going to be happy if that's what I'm going to need. Because look, in five years, the body trend is going to change, you know, like whichever body is in trend is like cool. And right now is not going to be cool in five years. And people who have the bodies, people that got the BBL, people that change their bodies are going to be out here like some, oh, my body isn't cool anymore. What do I do now? BBL culture is ridiculous. <laughs> Look, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but like pretty privilege is not eternal. 
in the sense that trends mm. change, in the sense that your body changes, in the sense that um, depending on where you're at geographically, people have different opinions as to what it is that they want. Even though the beauty standard, the Eurocentric beauty standard is, exists in some form everywhere. Like I said, Toronto pretty, LA pretty, Miami pretty. That's not the same. Even Toronto pretty and Montreal pretty aren't the same. Exactly. And it's in the same, like it's six hours apart. Like Exactly. So just those things... I don't want those things to be the things that define me anymore. I want to move, I want to be at a point where I can exist without constantly thinking, am I enough? Am I good enough? Should I be wearing lace front wigs? Should I be trying on makeup more? Should I be getting the eyelash extensions? Should I be getting my nails done more? Should I be, should I be, should I be? Look, I am so damn tired. I live one life. I'm not going to devote the entirety of it to deciding whether or not I should be eating like whatever it is that I want to eat. You know? Yeah, I think it's kind of come to the realization that like, look, you look the way you look and that's what it is. And it's like spending the rest of your life constantly hating yourself isn't going to do any favors for anyone. And that doesn't mean that you can't want to quote unquote improve yourself, right? So if you think if there's certain aspects of yourself that you don't particularly like, obviously you can work on that. However, you don't have to hate where you are now to be able to progress. I feel like that was really important for me to learn. Like, you don't need to hate yourself in the moment to want to change yourself. You want to change yourself because you love yourself and because you want yourself to be better, yeah. not because you hate the version of you that you are now, right? I think and- hating, sorry to inter- but I think hating the version of you that you are right now actually makes it harder to change. Yeah. Like, you see how people um like the weight loss mongerers you know they all counted on women hating their bodies to try to sell you these dieties these diet bars these diet pills like they would buy all this shit that would literally ruin your body when you can make a long-term plan that would ensure that you remain healthy and you keep your body strong and you make sure that you have energy throughout the process of losing that weight because that's a longer process versus just taking care of the problem right now that exists that is that you hate your body exactly and hatred has like a shorter fuse than love does Mm -hmm. so it's like if you love yourself right exercising every day won't be as difficult as it will if you hate yourself right so that's why it's like all of the fad diets and stuff as you said right so people take the 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 pill or the tea or whatever and if as soon as they don't see weight loss like immediately they're like oh see my body sucks this that and the third i'm gonna give up right now because there's no point because it's never gonna amount to anything yeah right and so they stop because their effort was fueled out of a hatred and a desire to see immediate change to solve that thing that they hate about themselves but if it's out of love right if you exercise every day because i don't know you love yourself and you want to i don't know live longer or be healthier or whatever 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 then you'll be more motivated to keep it up because you're not specifically looking for results yeah you're just doing it out of a love for yourself and even if you are looking for results you're being patient with it exactly but now i want to go on to the next question which is what responsibility do people benefiting from pretty privilege have, in your opinion? Have to do what? Like, do you think, okay, do you think that people benefiting from pretty privilege have any sort of responsibility to people, to society in general? Yes or no? And if so, what responsibility do you think they might have? Well, I feel like the thing about privilege is that like we would all want to be pretty like if you could like wave a wand and be like you can get pretty privilege 
or you can keep going living your life regular regular i would pick the pretty privilege option like i want to be pretty we all want i well let me not say we all cause, but i'm gonna say that most people would like to be pretty right and so you can't like ask pretty people to renounce their pretty privilege or whatever mm. however I do think it's important for people who benefit from pretty privilege to listen to the conversation, right? So yep. if, like, I saw this one clip once um, where this girl, this light-skinned girl sang a song, right? And her version of the song was trash. And then this dark, but then, like, the record producers and stuff, like, they were feeling it, whatever. And then this dark-skinned girl sang a version, and it was of the same song, but it was a lot better. And then the guys were just like, ah, cut, 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 not feeling it, not feeling it, whatever. And then the light-skinned girl was just sitting there like, hmm, I guess mine was better. Like, girl, you know yours was trash. <laughs> like, I feel like as a pretty, like, it's your job to kind of be like, if you see in, if you see something, say something. So yeah. if you, in your brain, in your heart of hearts, you know something isn't right, speak up for it. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, there's this quote in French, so if you don't say anything, you're basically consenting to it taking place. Mm-hmm. And this pretty privilege is like any form of privilege. I think that the people who benefit from it have the biggest responsibility to denounce it because those that do not benefit from it are often gaslit like shit. You know, any non-pretty, like the people who lead the pretty privilege conversation right now are non-pretty people, are people that's who do not thing. benefit from it. And that's, that's why everyone's like, you're just jealous, you're just You're just sad. jealous, you're bitter, you're ugly, you're, you're this. And exactly. it's like, girl, I'm, first of all, I'm like, not ugly. It's not our fault. There. It's not our fault that you're ugly. It's not it's our not fault our that fault. we don't like, want you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why can a pretty privilege, why can someone who benefits from pretty privilege sit down from their damn camera and be like, I benefit from pretty privilege. It's not that hard. We all know it. You know it. How about so you sit weedy. down? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't diminish your work. It doesn't diminish the amount of effort you put into getting to where you are today. We're not saying you didn't but work hard. But that's the thing. It kind of does, though. Okay. Like, to acknowledge <laughs> that you benefit from pretty privilege. Like, so many musicians, especially in, like, the entertainment industry, so many people are where they are just because they're attractive. Oh, yeah. And so it's, like, Models. Liter- the entire profession of modeling is solely based on, like, being pretty and being able to maintain that prettiness yeah. for the longest time you can <laughs> like a lot of musicians rappers <clears throat> and let me not name names but you literally learned the name like 30 seconds ago sweetie um listen i love her very fun um but like realistically are there more talented rappers out there probably but she's beautiful so it's like i feel as though if people if sweetie sat down and said look guys i benefit from pretty privilege and it's important like then she would kind of just be like feeding into everyone who says she's trash you know like everyone wants people to believe that they struggled to get where they are for some reason people hate to admit that they have privilege people hate to admit ease right so that's why you see people from the suburbs saying oh i'm from the streets i'm from the hood i did everything by myself like no you didn't who was that guy who did that it was a 21 savage was it oh he's british yeah (laughs) (laughs) like girl like and so to admit privilege is to kind of admit it's not to admit that you have no talent but kind of is people automatically assume that people <laughs> like people automatically assume that people oh with my, privilege that was, a loud ass clang. that was my water bottle stay hydrated if you haven't drink dr- drank water today this if you is your had thing. a glass of water today okay thank you for correcting me like, <laughs> that was going nowhere listen <laughs> Drink water it's important your pee should not be yellow it should be clear throwing it that out make there you cuter period clear that skin girl anyways i do not believe that admitting that you have pretty privilege means that you're not talented or that you didn't suffer 
because you're gonna be out here saying that these people dealing with pretty privilege all have talent this is why no one's well, gonna admit not, that they have pretty privilege emily see, not every pretty person is untalented however comma most ugly people who are where they are today are talented and that's all i'm gonna say yes <laughs> yes like i mean some ugly people have money exactly or pretend like, that they do like you can be pretty and untalented girl let's <laughs> you can be pretty and untalented and still make it yes. um as a woman to be ugly and untalented Oof. girl Oof. <laughs> like you've been a struggle that's why i had to be smart like i couldn't be ugly you've been a struggle you have to that's you why have to have something to pick a characteristic and run with it because what yes pick a trait pick a trait girl because yeah. you cannot be ugly and untalented and it can't and just be like any trait it's got to be a trait that at least one person can benefit from like you can't just be like a free trait you can't just be a good runner no <laughs> you like, can't just be winning medals for yourself <laughs> like it needs to be like profitable yeah but pretty Isn't people- that terrible but that, listen that's just the way the world works and that's why no one wants to admit they have pretty privilege because yes. to admit that you have pretty privilege is to admit that you've had significant ease well depends on the industry but in the meat like social media industry in the it oh, yes. set like especially like on apps like tiktok and stuff like girl like these hmm, let me not we're not naming names i was gonna say these ugly people are getting no views but oh. like listen these pretty girls are out here on vogue embarrassing children like <laughs> Just because they're cute. Just because you have a nice face. Just because you're cute. Can't dance. Not a drop of talent. Not a drop of talent. Just out there. I mean, no. Some of them, I think we know who we're thinking about, but (laughs) that person does actually. She's actually a dancer. She's a dancer. Okay. But like, it's not on display. There are a lot of dancers in this world. Girl, do you know how many people can. She did not put those (laughs) those talents on display. That's not the talent she displays on TikTok. Like, girl, how are you going to go on Vogue? Listen, let me not. But yeah, no, like pretty people, you have no, I don't care if it means admitting that you don't have talent. Like you have to admit that you're pretty. You have to admit that the fact that you're pretty gives you some benefit. Or at least if you're if you don't feel like saying that you're pretty, at least say featurism, colorism, <laughs> able I'm able bodied. I'm but you, I'm cisgender presenting, you know? Like at least if you if you if you feel like you're too scared, at least resort to telling us what it is that gives you pretty privilege in the first place. So that we, feel- are, we know that you're somewhere. We know that you're recognizing that me being uglier than you gives me access to less things. So I'm not being gaslit. Isn't it interesting also, like, the difference between white pretty privilege and black pretty privilege? Like, like everything, you know, race has to come into it. Like, literally do you just know racism. how many people, like, look like an Addison Ray or, like, a, like, have that kind of similar face structure? But there always seems to be a place for an extra pretty white person to make a lot of money right however there's only a very limited amount of black quote-unquote very pretty people like i can name like all of not all of both let me relax but like i can name most of like the black high fashion models like the dark skin ones so there's like a dut a catch a knock like um ducky thought like winnie harlow like like no but like there's a very slim amount of like black girls and that you know are what allowed they look like exactly they all have like a very similar look and yet yeah. white beauty 
is allowed to be expansive and yeah. it's allowed to be diverse, right? But I was black actually reading beauty... a text on that. This, this black woman who was talking about how beauty or the beauty standard tries to make more space for as many like space for as many black uh sorry white women as they can even if they like the whole point of the beauty standard is to exclude people of color not just women like uh, well we're going to talk more about women here women of color that is the whole point they're trying to include as many white people as they can they're going to break their own rules just so they can include more white people it's not necessarily about like yeah the whole point is just to keep people of color out so they made it very rigid, but then they realized that it kept too many white people out. So they try to bend the rules a bit to have some white people in. Like even when, even now, like you can't be a fat black woman. You can't. Exactly. I was about to say like how many plus size black models are there? Yeah. You can't just be a fat black woman, but you can be a fat white woman. You can if you have a cute enough face. I was going to say it depends on. <laughs> if you have a cute enough face. Like. I want to talk about Ashley Graham a bit. Yo, I, that's the first. <laughs> and Ashley Graham, I found it very funny how Ashley Graham was like the face of the body positivity mm. movement for a hot minute. And even though she did, you know, make some win, like she did actually make some change. She was still white and she still has a hot face. And she still has but a nice body. Then, like she still has a cool body. She's exactly like she's an acceptable fat. You yeah, know, like but at the like- time, no fat was acceptable. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> Which is very fair. Shout out to Ashley Graham for like being a quote unquote pioneer or whatever in her field. But, you but can't also, look at her we now. have to realize that like, yeah, Ashley Graham is a very specific person. Like, fat people who are not shaped like that do not get the same grace she does. Right? She's allowed to be fat, because or is she even? And that is she even that fat? The thing <laughs> is, I don't know if she fits into the definition of like. Plus, plus size. size like well quote, okay so she's like i'm not look i'm not plus size i'm not i don't know about plus sizes she, like, she is like she was like a fat activist for a while right yeah okay boom but so, because no but fat wasn't defined at that time like what is considered fat like i personally now, don't even consider her that do you know who tess holiday is no yes yes i do i do so i feel as though like packing up like the feedback or the comments that a Tess Holiday would get versus that an Ashley Ga- Graham would get are very telling because Ashley Graham is still like despite not being thin she still fits all of the other criteria so she's white she's very pretty she has that like coke bottle it's just that like she isn't thin right yep but like if she were round would she be much harder for her get the same praise despite having the same face would she even get the same praise that she does simply by changing her body shape she wouldn't actually fatness in general i feel like that's a whole other conversation we could have but if we want to stick to the subject we can continue (laughs) with um another question that i that i've been having for a long time and i don't know if it's like petty or bitter but do you think that people benefiting from pretty privilege can complain about it can complain about what being pretty no benefiting from it because people who benefit from because we'll i'll read articles about pretty privilege and it'll be like you know for on one part you know some people who don't benefit from pretty privilege don't even get respect like basic human decency okay Anyway, 
some people who don't benefit from pretty privilege don't even get basic human decency whereas people who benefit from pretty privilege complain that people only want them because they're pretty or did i only get this opportunity because i'm cute or did i actually Emily? no that, i'm sorry that gives um, what's that thing it, it gives skinny shaming vibes like you don't it gives um reverse racism like i'm so sorry like it's not that serious like obviously <laughs> it's just because like, their teeth so fast and you gave no space for the conversation to happen no like i'm sorry like it's it's giving skinny shaming vibes like obviously people telling you you need to go eat a burger that sucks okay but you're not systematic you're not systemically discriminated against you cannot compare the two like ugly ma- people yeah. feel fully like some ugly people cannot make friends people yep. will physically not talk to them but you're here about some <laughs> but like i don't know if you just like me because i'm pretty like girl if you don't move around okay like- <laughs> i feel like in the dating scene that's a big difference because as like we've talked about this before but i don't think that getting attention from men is that much of a prize mm. like just getting attention from men is not that much of a prize like there needs but to be more than that but i'm talking in more the... in the sense of did i get this job because i'm pretty i'm so? not gonna feel like you're still employed imagine that's... if a white person was like did i only get this job because i'm white that's I'm actually white. so hard no like, like it's literally gonna, people like, are gonna stone you how can you like, just... at least you're employed like you're employed. Just, exactly. it's so like what like, are you doing about it you like, know, oh, both sides told me to go eat a burger. Okay, but you can still fly on a plane. You can still exactly. go to a roller coaster park and sit in all the roller coasters and be fine. Like that one instance of quote unquote, like it's not. I feel like you cannot come. Not that you can't complain. You can complain, but don't but complain like, in front of me. <laughs> people are being systematically oppressed. Like if I grow up, oppressed. if I grow up with this very distorted like this very distorted perception of my value as a human being because people have not considered me pretty you cannot come to me and be like i don't even know if like this guy if this guy let me on the yacht because he thinks i'm pretty that's I'm pretty. so unfair like, girl, girl I at least get, you're on the yacht he literally stopped me at the door i don't know <laughs> like, i don't know my if invitation I got, got lost club. in the mail like Did I get in this girl. club because i'm cute i didn't get in the club i <laughs> Like, how I'm not going to be out here feeling bad for you because you benefited from pretty privilege and you feel like that outweighs, like, you feel like people don't have enough recognition for your talent. You, especially just, if, imagine if someone were to make it in the entertainment industry and they're complaining that they only made it because they're pretty. Yes, you can point out the fact that you probably made it because you're pretty, but if you have something, like, like, you still got the chance to make it there. Exactly, like you still got the chance to expose the world to your craft. So it's yeah. like, despite the fact that Sawi might have made it because of pretty privilege, she's still there. Yeah, like she was still in a relationship with Quavo. Not that's a prize, no, but it's she was not. still like seen by like so many people. She's performed in so many places. The quality of it debatable, but she's still there. <laughs> so like the point exactly. is not necessarily that like oh boohoo did I get it because I'm pretty. It's like okay, but the point is you got it. That your privilege still gave it to you. Yeah, you still got it at the end of the day. Like, like even boo-hoo. if you feel like you have talents, even if you feel like you actually have a good message to convey, that first f- getting the foot in the door to be able to convey that message is not something that everyone gets yeah and you having pretty privilege gives you the chance to convey that message in the first place so it doesn't matter how much talent you have you can be the most talented person but the fact that you are pretty gives you more um it gives you more opportunity to convey that message or to get that message across and to have people actually want to understand it 
like boohoo you only got the job because you're white okay like what do you want like what do you want me to do about that like (laughs) get away from me especially if you're not actually going to do anything about it like pretty privileged there's a lot to do about it because it depends on where your pretty privilege comes from but if you're not actually going to expose the systems of oppression that exist to give you pretty privilege i don't want you complaining about it personally (laughs) Like, if you're ha- not actually going to sit by me and talk about, like, racism and featureism and colorism and just going to be like, I'm pretty, it's so hard out. No. The thing is, I've never heard a pretty person complain about pretty privilege. Like, I've never heard a pretty person complain like, oh my god, I got too many free drinks. Or like, oh my god. Like, I've never heard <laughs> a pretty person. Or not a, like, I've never heard anyone complain about getting stuff just because they're pretty. Like, personally like when someone pays for stuff for me i'm like thank you whoa thank you making like i'm not gonna be like oh my gosh it's so hard out here i'm saving money because i didn't have to pay for my food and it's just like like girl no like (laughs) like people i've had an incident in which someone i know like witness someone get hired for a job and have someone be replaced like someone that was a less pretty be replaced. I'm not. I don't want that person complaining. The person that replaced the other person because they're prettier. I don't want them complaining. You, you can't, can't hate that. the player, especially because you're you, not the one at like you're not the one, and like dealing with the disadvantage. Exactly. Like yeah. Sorry. Like sorry, there's a sorry. guy at home who's unemployed right now because you're that here. <laughs> there's someone sitting there like. Hmm. Talk about this. Someone had to buy all of their drinks tonight, and you didn't. And you're completely like, exactly. girl, go away. Like you can, you can expose the system. You can talk about the system. You can tell me that the system is unjust, and you can talk about which systems are unjust. But you can't just tell me that the fact that you're pretty is too hard for you. <laughs> like, you can't just very stupid. No points. That's why I didn't even let you finish. I was like, girl, <laughs> bye. Okay, so I do. I think. Okay, we can wrap this up with this little scenario that I got from this podcast that I was um, watching too, because it's like on YouTube. And basically, this podcast has these hosts, and they had guests come over on the podcast. That is that a truck? <laughs> oh ye- yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Like <laughs> someone's having something. But anyways, um, these two guests came on the podcast, and they were telling the co-host. They were talking to the host. Um, about how men shouldn't talk about their emotions, how that's a very feminine thing. And men, whenever they talk about their emotions, they deal with repercussions from women, which another conversation, but anyways, they deal with repercussions from women and women make it so hard for them to express their emotions. And then the hosts of the podcast were like, well, we haven't actually experienced that from mature, evolved women. Like women who are actually ready to be in long-term relationships have not made us feel like all of our vulnerability was something to be weaponized against us. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, actually, you guys are dealing with that because you guys are good looking. Because you guys are pretty. And because you guys deal with pretty privilege, you guys are allowed to be vulnerable. You guys are allowed to show your feminine traits, quote unquote. What do you think of that? See, that's really interesting, because I've never thought about that. Like, I never really thought... Well, okay, like, the thing with pretty privilege, I also think it's true in men, but I never thought about it in that sense of, like, emotional vulnerability. Mm. But I don't necessarily believe that's true. Like... Yeah. I think... think, Oh, sorry. (laughs) I think it's... Actually, I do think it's true to a certain degree that you have more leeway to exist the way that you want to. 
um, based on your pretty privilege. Like when they depict, when you'll see on on in movies, they'll be depicting like the they'll be de- depicting these archetypes that are less attractive, like um, hippies or homeless people, or when they're trying to depict those people, it's not going to be a pretty person. You know, mm. oftentimes it'll be like a very unattractive person. It won't be a well, cute. Or when they're trying to depict the nerd, the nerd will be often very unattractive. Like their hair can't be done. They well, have yeah. these very unattractive features. And then when they turn into the cool guy, suddenly they know how to wash their hair. You know, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly well, I agree with they that. Know how I agree to that. Dress in some type of way. Like all the unattractive archetypes. I mean, yeah, all the quote unquote unattractive archetypes according to the media are. St- are portrayed by unattractive people or people like who don't really hold themselves in a way that would make them attractive. And I do feel like it's easier for better looking men to live in their truth. If that truth is, uh, if that truth kind of stays strays from societal norms, but I do not think that that's a good enough reason to not live in your truth. I don't think that you can sit there, especially considering that the guests on that show have a very big platform and they actually do teach young impressionable men how to live their lives. They cannot be sitting there and be like, because you're ugly, you cannot be vulnerable. <laughs> like it gives, it does give like insecure. It gives, I don't know, it gives a bit of bitterness. And that's not something that if you actually want to teach people how to be more comfortable in their bodies, how to exist, how to navigate the world, being true to themselves. I don't think that's something you should be preaching. I think that, well, I agree that pretty privilege exists for men. Like, as you said, with like all the archetypes and like the beliefs about men who look a certain way versus men who look another way. But I don't think that that necessarily translates to emotional vulnerability. Like, I think that like a man crying is a man crying is a man crying. Like, I don't think that prettier men... Are extended more leeway to cry or to be emotionally vulnerable than uglier men are i think that both like depending on you know like because of you know oh masculinity and talks and all of those things i feel like emotional vulnerability from men from like the mainstream is kind of just regarded in the same way obviously as the guys in the thing said like if you are an emotionally mature person, you do understand that men have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like, they're allowed to go through things. Um, but I don't think... would have known? Right? <laughs> but I don't think that that just comes from... Or that that grace is only extended to attractive men. I think mm-hmm. that if you're a mature person... Like, I think if you extend the grace, like to attractive men for them to be emotionally vulnerable i think you extend that same grace to ugly men you just extend that grace to men period like Mm -hmm. i've never heard someone say like oh that guy crying was so ugly it was so this that but then like a guy they find attractive cries and then automatically it's oh my god he's so sensitive like i personally think like if you're a person who thinks men crying is ugly you just think men crying is ugly period no matter who does it like i wasn't yeah i think in that sense that was nice but i think in the sense of in the sense of like emotional vulnerability i think everyone should live and be emotionally vulnerable like i don't i've i haven't experienced that sort of like discrimination where ugly men just have a harder time being emotional because i haven't seen men be emotional period mm. but um i'm sorry i haven't mean i haven't seen many men be emotional period but i do think that when it comes to generally just living or just straying from societal norms, it's easier to do that when you're a pretty person. Like Ashley Graham, who kind of strays from societal norms by being fat, she still Mm -hmm. has a nice face. 
Mm-hmm. So not that it makes up for it, but it kind of like she benefits from some pretty privilege that kind of like that kind of balanced it out at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, now that we've gone come further, like we've gone further and we're accepting more bodies like Ashley Graham is not like Ashley Graham cannot come today and call herself a revolutionary person. <laughs> you know, like she could not come today and try to be influential. Like she really came at a time where she was straying from societal norms, but she was still cute while doing it. <laughs> so I think in that sense, people like that's what I mean, sort of like it's easier to live in your truth when you're prettier. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Even if like if you actually do realize that men who are prettier have an easier time being vulnerable, that shouldn't be the reason why you're not vulnerable. You should still mm-hmm. be vulnerable. That's still very important, especially like especially vulnerability, because that's literally just having emotions. <laughs> that's literally just being a human being. <laughs> gosh but yeah this just existing as a person so don't don't let your level of attractiveness determine what kind of life you lead if you decide that you want to be emo tomorrow you're not going to be like well i'm not cute (laughs) enough to be emo what who i mean stray from societal norms if you want to it doesn't matter how much prettiness you have yeah really random but i feel like certain aesthetics were only designed for skinny people um yeah. like so like the whole like cottage core or not even most aesthetics all aesthetics Y2K. other than like other than like streetwear um is kind of sort of designed for skinny people and like streetwear too though but when i say streetwear i mean like oversized stuff like if you wear like bare oversized like people don't really see the shape of your body in it so it's yeah, like yeah but it it's meant to look better on skinnier people because it's meant to make them look bigger than they do like in their tiny bodies so like, i you feel can't like just wear anything it's really weird because it's like, are they fashionable or are they just skinny? Pretty privilege. Um, <laughs> like, I see a lot of posts like that talking about, like, Kendall Jenner's street style and stuff. And, like, they, because everyone's always like, oh, my God, she's a fashionista. And dress. people have been starting to, like, pick it, pick it apart. Yeah. And they're like, actually, she's just thin. Like, it just looks good, quote, unquote, good on her because she's skinny. And, like, yeah. this is really, this is kind of, like it's not a tangent but it like it applies it's not it also like modesty so like in a lot of religions it's culture to dress modestly right but the thing with that is like when you're a bigger when you have a bigger body mm-hmm. your body is automatically sexualized oh my right gosh. so it's more difficult yeah. to be like good at being modest when mm-hmm. everything you wear doesn't look right like if you look at most of like the Sorry. modest yeah. fashion hacks or the modest fashion bloggers like they're all thin women right and so the way that they dress is not specific, like necessarily suited to like a bigger person but yeah. then when the bigger person might dress a different way then they are seen as like not as modest as the other people who just wear like flowy dresses and stuff but it's like girl like i'm not built like that like but also on the flip side when you see like people who are wearing like someone will be wearing like i don't know if you saw the picture of this woman who is wearing this dress that had like a neck collar well not the neck collar but like the neck the not even a v-neck just like a circle neck type of cut and it had short sleeves and it went all the way to like her her calves and it was like more skin tight on the skin tight side but because she had a big ass like a fat ass people told her it was inappropriate 
told, people told her she was wearing something very inappropriate. And even these these news anchor, this news anchor Yo. that has a bigger butt. Yeah, she was told that she was wearing something inappropriate. But then this white woman who had like no shape was also seen wearing a similar outfit and no one said anything. So also yeah. in that sense, it's like, do you really, do we really ever win? We're we just meant to no. lose this whole time. No one ever wins. Like, unless, like, it's really like, I don't think it's controversial, but the thing I've realized in my head recently is that like, skinny never goes out of style. No. So nope, like, nope. it's, listen. Nope. Because from the earliest trends, right, even though now the trend is to be like, curvy, coke bottle if a girl is just like thin, she's not going to get like, stone for it like if someone's just like skinny fit whatever like it's not like a bad thing right but if someone is fat that is seen as like a bad thing right being skinny doesn't really hinder you right and it never has hindered you and so like when the you know the preference fluctuates or whatever and it goes back to being skinny right then girls with butts because even like remember in the early 2000s like saying someone had a fat ass was like an insult do I look fat? does my, my butt look fat in this dress no does, does, it, does my butt look big does like, this dress make my butt look big exactly but even now that having big butts is the norm if someone's butt is like flat like while people might be like oh she's a flat ass like realistically that doesn't really do anything no I mean, I feel like, I feel like even the trends that exist now cater more to skinny people. Like the Y two K, like that's not really the, for fat ass. The low rise jeans, yeah, the those, like those skirts that have like the strings yo, attached to them. The skirts. Some people wear skirts that are literally like a strip, and I'm like, how does yeah. that not like? How is your entire butt not not just right hanging up. out? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like those shirts, like those are not meant for small people. Like, sorry, not small people. Those are not meant for people with Coke bottle bodies. Like, those are not meant girl. for girl. And I, and this is another tangent, and I think we can kind of end it here. But even though trends change, clothing does not. It- clothing and cl- that just shows how thin is never out of style because clothing never, like even when big boobs are a thing. I've never seen a single piece of clothing that was actually meant to cater big boobs. I've been struggling since day one. So everyone likes big boobs, but where are the shirts? Where are the shirts? Because how is it that? And the thing with boobs is that it's so annoying. Where are the bathing suits? Where are the bathing suits? Where are the shirts? Where are the dresses? Like it's so frustrating that no matter where you go. The, the the well at least now right the the the, the standard is a slim thick but yeah. if you actually are slim thick the clothes don't fit properly Nothing. the jeans are not designed for butts the shirts are not designed for breasts the dresses <laughs> go straight down yeah. so it's like who is like what it's meant for, and that's the thing like it's meant for thin people at the end of the day they're catering to the beauty to the body that never goes out of style the thin like, body despite no matter what the current trend is for bodies being thin is always quote-unquote the safest choice because like while bbls might go out of style in five ten however many years being skinny is still gonna be there like people are still always going to want to be skinny just like in the 60s -hmm. people were always trying to be thin people like thinness is just always gonna be like the thing the default setting like because I think people think that, like, everyone is meant to be thin, and if you're fat, that's just you did something to be fat, uh-huh, yeah. and you should want to be, like, the default, which is to be thin. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other conversation about how people lack an under- of understanding of bodies in general. Catastrophe. But, yeah. Everyone is horrible. Everything is horrible. And that's the summary for today. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in to our very first episode. We had a lot of fun recording this, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Make sure to follow our Instagram page, blackgirlstalk.pod, to stay up to date with all Black Girls Talk related news. Until next time. Thank you.